This is going to be a great discussion. It'll be very natural. Um, yes, it's, one man even called it this, triology. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Feels good to be back. Yeah, it does. Yeah. How how you doing? I am doing good. You doing good? Yeah. Yeah. This episode is gonna have us all just barking. Mm. Yeah. What what's up what's up with him today? Really going out on a limb now. Yeah. Mm. Got my tie. That's what it is. Yeah, you're like owning the discussion yeah, right now, yeah, and I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. New is, Year's resolution. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the new producer. New Year's yeah. resolution. So today we're going to talk about trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a takeover of the podcast. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's us. Welcome back. Um, before we turn the pastor loose, I want to do my usual uh, ramble here. Um, first, first. Uh, how about that last episode with Jonathan Alviar? Yeah. Oh, come on. That was yeah. yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah. That was good stuff. I think that's worthy of uh, of an encore. Yeah. 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 Hopefully we can get him back. Yeah. It took us a while to get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how he's and we talk about this all the time, but you never know how those uh, elders are going to um, carry into the podcast arena. Sure. You know? He just sat there at his desk and just. Oh man! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really cool. You know, he referenced um, uh, sitting there during during one of the lockdowns, mm-hmm. singing and playing the harp. Mm-hmm. Like we we missed it. Yeah, record that stuff. Yeah. So we yeah. got we got to have him come back and at least sing us a podcast. Yeah. Vintage, vintage stuff. Yeah. Um. So let's get into some reviews. As always, the reviews are piling up in our inbox, uh, which is a good thing. So thank you for that. Um, we can't write the reviews, unfortunately. We've already done our share of this. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're relying that. on you to do that. <laughs> we did that at the start, eh? Yeah. <laughs> when I go into Apple, it says, no, you've already written a review for Kingdom Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> we already know it's your favorite show. Yeah. So ironically, my favorite podcast is the latest review, five stars on Apple Podcasts. It says, I love the doctrinal truths talked about in this podcast. As a young evangelist, there are so many great things I learn from in this podcast. Keep it up. Thank you for the shout-out, by the way. You did get my name right. Thank you. And that's from Kagan. So thank you for that. Awesome. I will say amen oh, yeah. to that review digitally. Hallelujah. And did you see, did you see, I can't remember who it was, but it's, it's, we've, we've been mm-hmm. getting a lot of chatter on social media and we love it, but I saw someone posting about our response mm-hmm. to some truth that someone had shared. So. Mm-hmm. And that was the response. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Digital amens. Yeah. Leave them. If you see good stuff on social media, leave a digital amen. Um, and that's a hashtag that we're kind of just owning, taking over the yeah. internet with. So there's another awesome hashtag out there right now with two, by the way. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, really? Do I see that on Twitter? No. Uh, yeah, it's a good, 
good hashtag. He's going there. Hashtag we love producer Randy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Go look it it up. Is it viral? It is viral. Yeah. It would be viral, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, can I be immune to this virus? (laughs) (laughs) Doomed. We need a booster shot. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take four or five shots to keep me away from that. (laughs) I don't know what he's doing, but boy, he's been getting Uh, some love. He's been getting some love. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we do too. To keep this show going, keep those hashtags rolling. Yeah. 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 We love you, brother. So our friends at Apostolic Review, um, if you haven't heard our episode we recorded with Pastor Bracamonte a few weeks ago, uh, they published their top five podcasts um, for the year 2021. And we made the list. Uh, How cool is that? Awesome. Yep. So if you hit their website, um, they have them listed there. So we just wanted to give Apostolic Review a shout out. Thank you for the kind words they said to us. So this is what they say about us. You ever wonder what people say about you? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I don't have to. Yeah, this one is okay. You can hear this one. Okay. For the second year in a row, Kingdom Speaks sits at the top of our list. A podcast hosted by a trio of Pastor McKillop, his trusty sidekick, Derek. He butchered my last name. I mean, I got your name right, Pastor Brock, and you did not get mine right. (laughs) (laughs) And listen closely. And their shadowy producer, Randy. (laughs) I'll take it. Yep. Provide weekly interviews with a diverse group of voices in the apostolic movement. One thing that sets Kingdom Speak apart from the other podcasts is their ability to provide a tone of humor without losing sight of the seriousness of their content. Kingdom Speaks production quality is second to none. So thank you for that very much. Wow. Appreciate the awesome. feedback. Uh, and we love Apostolic Review and their crew. Who, uh, who else was Yeah, so let's go down the list. In that list. Number two is The Restorationist, uh, hosted by Adam Shaw. Adam Shaw, Shaw absolutely. So, yeah. Great podcast. Yeah, congratulations to uh, him. And a Canadian. Go figure. Come on. We're taking over the entire apostolic podcast yeah. world. Yeah. Speaking of Canadian, it's it's rather warm today out there. Yeah, have you guys been outside? Oh, bro. It's like igloo with a side of beaver. Oh, <laughs> it's like frozen, man. For like all week. Yeah. Wow. What was it at your house this morning? It's here. So in my garage. In the garage. Of my house. it And, and just for context, uh, I don't heat my garage but i heat my house it's an it's a natural thing around here to heat your home or else you die um but when usually under normal winter circumstances when i start up my jeep in the in the garage uh the temperature will be six or seven celsius if you don't know what that means to our american listeners you're gonna have to google it um so this morning when i started the jeep it was minus two in the garage uh, and the heat was cranked in the house. I mean, just full scent. Yeah. I back outside, and it's minus two in the driveway. And as I'm backing down the driveway, the thermostat in my Jeep goes minus two, minus three, minus four. Went into depression. Yeah. By the time <laughs> I'm down like 600 feet to the first intersection, it's like minus 15. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It went to like, I don't it know. It was minus 17 this morning. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's Fahrenheit. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow it's better. It's minus eighteen tomorrow. Oh, good. So, right now with the wind chill, I think uh, Brother Christopherson was saying at his house it was hitting almost minus thirty. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Perfect. So. so sweaters have nothing to do with fashion. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all about survival. Yeah. So anyway, next on the list. So Canadians, 
Yeah. We, and we still produce content we produce in this kind of weather. Premium content. Hot content. Yeah, hot content in a cold world. Oh. That's right. That's right. My, my, One man my. said we Woo. talk our tongue to the bone. We do it. Biblos at number three. Uh, congratulations oh, yeah. to them. We had uh, Pastor Urshan on with us. We want to get him back soon this year. Uh, four is The Apostolic Voice, hosted by Ryan French. Very good podcast. Also, yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah, his podcast sounds great. Um, he's got great content. Yeah. Um, really, really respect people who put out a lot of content. It's uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, the, the content's good and the production is good. And, yeah. And that's that's just, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, it's produced in such a way that when you turn it on, you don't immediately want to turn it off. That's always a good thing. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. True North at number five. So Pastor Ed Snyder, who is oh, no yeah. uh, stranger to this uh, podcast either, um, also has been uh, doing his share of work around Control the Beast. Um, Great so, so yeah. podcast. And Great Whitley, book. Also an honorable mention. And uh, Pastor Greg Riggin, who has also been on King to Speak as well. Awesome. So incredible stuff there. So thank you for the kind words, Apostolic Review. And yeah, you need to go listen to those podcasters. All right. That took us a while to get here, but yeah, it was important to mention that stuff. So we're back. Uh, no guests today. Sorry. Uh, it's just us. Here we go. And it's the middle of winter. So if I'm being honest, this is the low point of the year, right? When it comes to being a golfer, it doesn't get much worse than this. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. It's pretty bad. Now my hockey player friends that was are, bad. That was bad. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I didn't even that. stop. I didn't even stop and listen. Oof. Oh, come on. So really all we have to do is don't, produce. Don't don't they say that the third Monday is like what is it, blue blue Monday or after Christmas? Oh really? The, the third Monday in January. That's what it is. So uh Oh, that's uh, when your visa bill comes in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and okay. what you bought is already broke or doesn't fit, mm. and you can't take it back. Yeah. So there's nothing really to do besides shovel snow and create podcasts. Yeah. That's all we really have to yeah. do today. So let's stick with podcasting today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested oh, in, in being outside right now. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we get on the agenda? Well, um, your your wife done a great job at... Mm. Yeah. Uh, retro refreshing designing. the studio yeah and it's almost like she knew what we were going to talk about because what do you call these things producer randy those <coughs> are what we call if you're listening you're, you're gonna have to go watch this piece because mm -hmm. yeah these are what we call lombardi populars <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i call them trees that's what i call them trees yeah. that's their yeah. trees He's got away with words. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. Well, I'm just a natural. You're, you're a you gift. Know what, you know what it is? I mean, natural lumberjack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are in my space now. So we're going to um, we're going to talk a bit about trees today. All right. And uh, you would think that your wife knew what we were mm -hmm. what we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So. Um, why don't we Why don't we put some book on it and then then launch out First First Kings, chapter four and verse twenty nine. 
And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite. You don't have to read all that because you, oh, okay. you don't even know how to pronounce all that. Right, so let's go to so verse So the bottom, uh, the bottom line from this is that he's a pretty smart guy. Right, so verse 32 says, He spake 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. Now, here's the deal. Um, Solomon, who, who everybody would, would agree is, is known biblically mm. as the wisest man, there's an interesting thing here. When you look at verse 20 of 1 Kings chapter 4, mm-hmm. go ahead and, just, and, and read that. Judah and Israel were many. They as, were many. Mm-hmm. As the sand, uh-huh. which is by the sea in multitude. Yes. Eating and drinking and making. Now, drink. go back to read verse 29. And the wisdom and understanding that Solomon mm-hmm. received from God mm-hmm. was exceeding much. Yeah, largeness of heart. How? Even as the sand. Even as the sand that is on the seashore. <clears throat> so the interesting thing to see here is that there is a direct correlation with the people he was leading and the resources and wisdom hmm. that God gave him. So, in other words, the greatness and the magnitude of the wisdom that Solomon received from God was not to just elevate him above his fellow mm-hmm. competitors in, in, in wisdom gotcha. ranking. Yeah. I know what you mean. It wasn't the top five apostolic review of, mm-hmm. of the five wisest men. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the sole reason. The true reason was there was a direct correlation between the amount of people he was leading Mm -hmm. and the wisdom that he needed to lead that amount of people. He had wisdom that surpassed the ability to to accurately um, uh, number Mm -hmm. because he was leading a people that was equally as numerous. Well, I think that's huge because, you know, if you have 20 people on your team and you send an email to them and 20 people open it, or you send them a video and 20 people view it, well, that's pretty good. And you shouldn't be discouraged that there's not a million views. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You're, if your audience is 20 and you have 20, well, that's a hundred percent. Yep. We've talked about this with say YouTube um, content, for example, where certain individuals, well, they have a very large circle. Right? Sure. So, wow, he has 4,000 views on that, right? Well, yeah, but his circle is that large. Where if you're starting out at the bottom making content, you know, your, 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 your video is smaller. The views are smaller, but that's okay. Right. 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 Well, and, and here's a good thing to, to kick off the year with. We're, mm-hmm. we're all in that um, consecration, uh, mm-hmm. visionary, mm-hmm. um resolution phase of the year. 
you need to be reminded of this, that God gives you mm-hmm. the amount of wisdom you need mm-hmm. for the position that he has put you in. Mm-hmm. He will not leave you inadequate. Mm-hmm. Solomon didn't need, here, listen, he didn't need a multitude of wisdom if he wasn't leading a multitude of people. Right, yeah. So the wisdom correlated with the need. Whatever the need is that you're going to face in 2022, Mm -hmm. God is going to give you the resources to meet the need. That's pretty encouraging. Whatever size, magnitude of influence, whatever the size of... <clears throat> excuse me, the congregation mm-hmm. that you have, then if it's the, if it's, if it's the, the multitude of the sea, you're mm-hmm. going to have what it takes. But coming back to what you said, it's not just to give you this uh, flexing right yeah. that I have more wisdom mm-hmm. than. It's to meet the need. So Solomon, take what you have, mm-hmm. invest it mm-hmm. into... Your calling. So he does. Solomon begins, he takes this, and instead of just lining his walls with mm-hmm. top five mm-hmm. reviews, mm-hmm. he goes, no, I'm, I'm going to use this to fulfill the calling that God has given me. And he commences to write how many, how many Proverbs? 3,000 Proverbs. 3,000 Proverbs. Speaking of content. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Okay, so you can read a proverb mm-hmm. at the surface and go, well, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't cast our pearls before swine. Mm-hmm. And, and and you you can just, mm-hmm. but go ahead, come up with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. There, there's there's multidimensional layers to proverbs, and, and when you get in the New Testament, the parables of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. those are more than just interesting little C-spot run mm-hmm. stories. Those... Those have dimensions of revelation in them. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, Brother Enzi make the statement that if the only book of the Bible you were permitted to have was the book of Proverbs, if you'd done everything that was outlined in the book of Proverbs, you'd be saved. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So there's that much packed into those. Each, each one of the Proverbs that we have contained in Scripture that he wrote, which clearly it extends beyond just the scope of that, you can read one of them and they're a universe within themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah like they, they, they just, you can get lost mm-hmm. in, in, in that. Then he wrote a song. How many yeah, songs? Yeah, he wrote a few. There were a thousand and five. Oh, a thousand and five. <laughs> the original Fanny Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Okay. So what you're saying is he wrote all this, but it's because it was needed. Right. Absolutely, it was right. Needed. So let me let me just observe this on the way by. Can you imagine the kind of issues he was having to deal with if he had to come up with this much stuff and God put this much? So you know, you're in leadership. You understand that right. God gives you right. a certain message, but usually it's for a certain because purpose. Because it's needed. Yeah. Right. God doesn't just <laughs> share His. He doesn't self-disclose mm-hmm. himself to you unless there is a need that, that mm. requires it. So think about this. Bro, we've only read one of his songs. Mm-hmm. Songs of Solomon. Mm-hmm. 
That's that. There, there's over a thousand that we haven't read that never made it in. Mm-hmm. He put out a lot of content. Yep. Okay. He he divulged a lot of information, a lot of wisdom. But it doesn't stop there. After writing 3,000 Proverbs and over 1,000 songs, Mm -hmm. there's an interesting statement that is made in verse 33. It says, And he spake of trees. (laughs) Oh, well, really? From the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. All the way till the... Lombardi popular. Is that what is that right? You gotta say popular. Lombardi popular. You gotta popular. get it right. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. You gotta yeah. get this okay. terminology right. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. He wrote songs, he wrote proverbs, and yeah. then it just throws this arbitrary statement in there that he talked about trees. Yeah. Does that matter? Hmm. It's gotta. What what did he talk about? Hmm. If I want to know what the other thousand songs were that he wrote, and to be honest with you, I would like to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the proverbs that we do read and the songs that we do read are pretty riveting. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing that I know of that really breaks down why he would talk about trees. Hmm. So we started digging into this a little bit because I want to be like Solomon. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to meet the needs of the day. Yeah, if you're going to pray for one thing, pray for wisdom, right? Yeah, yeah. We need to do an episode on wisdom. I, I've been, mm. been kind of, mm. our Bible reading, I don't know if you're yeah. following along mm. uh, in Job. But yeah. Where Man. are you going to find wisdom? Where Man. are you going to find Where is wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> there will be an episode about that Very cool. coming up. So uh, the fact that Solomon, when he was dreaming, think about this, answered the question that God gave him. What do you want from me? And even his dreams, when he was in that neutral state, mm-hmm. he answered right. That's quite a thing. That's quite a thing. Yeah, and I mean, again, not to get sidetracked, but... If you lack it, you just need to ask. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse to not be wise. That's exactly right. Because he will give mm. liberally. Yeah. Liberally. So I think there's going to be some of this applicable to this discussion of trees. Trees mm-hmm. are often used uh, parabolically, if you could say it that way, mm-hmm. uh, throughout Scripture. They they can they can be used representative of men, representative of cities, uh, representative of kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Matthew chapter three and verse ten, there is an example mm-hmm. of what we're talking about. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So. We, we know that Matthew is not recording what John is saying to introduce some um, New Testament method of forest harvesting. Right. That's right. He is speaking symbolically 
about a shift that is coming. Now, he is speaking specifically to the religious sect of the day, the scribes, the Pharisees, Mm -hmm. and he's telling them because they are so bent on their lineage being tied all the way back to Abraham that this Jesus guy is coming along and they're just in this vice about his authenticity. Mm -hmm. They refuse to accept the Messiahship of Jesus Christ. And John says, boys, there's something that's coming that's fixing to uproot your little forest. (laughs) Okay? Mm -hmm. And when he gets here, now, I want you to read that um, in Matthew chapter 3, because they're they're there saying, you know, if, if, if he was a son of Abraham, this is what would be happening. He would never do this if he was a son of Abraham and, and read. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. Yes. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. <laughs> for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children oh, unto Abraham. God is able of these stones mm-hmm. to raise up children unto Abraham. This was so much more than just being about a few cedars, mm-hmm. Lombardi populars. Yeah, very true. Brambles that were going to be cut down. But what he's saying is this new covenant is going to replace this old covenant. The currency of the new covenant is not going to be the same as what drove the old covenant, and we're going to be cutting that tree down. Hmm. The guy that's coming after me, John is saying, Mm -hmm. I'm the forerunner. Yep. Of a tree harvesting machine, he is, he <laughs> oh, is going man. to lay oh. the axe yeah. to the root yeah. mm-hmm. of your traditional view mm-hmm. of what is going to take place. Yep. That's exactly what happened, right? Oh, he in up- the new uprooted everything. He did in the new covenant. It's not going to be about whether you trace back to Abraham. It's going to be about repentance. And so he's telling them he can pull them out of stones, man. Yeah. Out of stones. And he can say, that's a son of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Now, you cannot talk about this without factoring in the story of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Wow, yeah. Who was brought to the feet of Jesus by the very sect that he is addressing here that is so focused on the fact that all that matters is that your lineage is right. Exactly. And the yep. law is followed. Yep. Okay. Always fascinating to me that it says they were caught in the act of adultery, but only the woman was brought to the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard some conjecture, and nobody, nobody could say this um, with any absolute authority, but it makes you wonder if the partner wasn't standing there with a stone in his hand. Hmm. Wow. In that crowd. Mm. Okay? Because legalism is one of the most immoral. Absolutely right. Unjust. Sure. Carnal. Oh. Sure is. It kills people. You man. want to talk yeah. about the good old boy system. Yeah. And yep. Jesus was there to lay an axe to the root of that system. Mm-hmm. And notice what he said. 
he who is without sin. Cast the first what? Stone. Stone. <laughs> Stone. Yep. He was letting them know, if I have to do it, I will raise up from mm-hmm. these stones a wow. daughter and a son unto Abraham. Beautiful. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is all just an entrance to the discussion about trees. So that lets you know that when he says he's going to cut a tree down, he wasn't just talking about cutting a tree down. He was addressing what that tree represented, Mm -hmm. the symbolism of what that tree was. There is another one here that Isaiah the prophet foretold of in chapter 61. Yeah, so this is a very familiar passage, right? 61 verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty unto the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comf- comfort sorry, all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees. Oh, that they might be called What? Trees of righteousness. Trees of righteousness. The planting. The planting of the Lord. Yeah. Of the Lord. How often yeah. do we hear those verses and we don't really get we, to that? Absolutely. Yeah. We have got to understand that he was anointed to preach. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get into this um, a bit more. But he was to preach healing for brokenheartedness, mm-hmm. liberty for captivity, comfort for mourning, beauty for ashes, mm-hmm. Oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. All of that was to usher them into becoming that they would become or be called the trees Mm -hmm. of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that gives God glory quite like that. You know, it takes time, doesn't it? It takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes way more than one mm-hmm. message. <laughs> one conference, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Way more. Mm-hmm. Way more. So it's impossible to talk about this mm-hmm. without talking about Psalms, the yes, first chapter. Yes, exactly right. I know that you're already there. Our audience reads their Bible, mm-hmm. but but let us let us read you down through it. Psalms chapter one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be planted like a tree. Mm. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. This passage is just, uh, yeah. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Shall perish. Okay? Yep. So, blessed is the man. And he breaks this down. And we've got an episode, I think, the first year that we started podcasting. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the the Psalms one man, I think. Yep. Um, maybe we can put that in the in the footnotes. Mm-hmm. Link that. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, standeth not in the way of sinners, nor doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. 
So marry that to what what Isaiah said the anointing was supposed to do and that preaching was supposed to Mm do. Mm -hmm. It is supposed to correct you, heal you, liberate you. Mm -hmm. It is supposed to adjust your perspective so that you stop walking in the wrong place, you stop standing in the wrong place, and you stop sitting in the wrong place. Yeah. If you want to be the blessed man, then that is critical. You got to walk right, sit right, stand right. Mm -hmm. Then he says in the second verse, then you have to delight in the right thing. Right. That, that can't be lost on this discussion. It's you've, you got to keep your mind in the right place. Mm -hmm. You have to delight in the law of the Lord and you have to meditate in his law day and night. If you do that, if you walk right, stand right, sit right. Mm -hmm. Delight right. Meditate right. Verse 3 says, he shall be like a tree. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. He's going to be like a tree. Planted. That is planted by the rivers of water. Now, the interesting thing there is that what... Soever he doeth exactly. shall prosper. Oh man, I want yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. He'll bring forth fruit yep. in his season. His leaf will not wither. Mm-hmm. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This is not a Ponzi scheme. This nope. is not a get rich quick pyramid thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a premeditated, calculated, submitted mm. approach. Mm-hmm. To sustainability. Right. Yeah. Because you stop walking where you might have walked before that contributed that shiftiness to you. Mm-hmm. You stop taking counsel from people that you took counsel from before that 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 just made you that roaming, wandering, transient individual that you never stuck around long enough to put your roots down mm-hmm. and become a tree. A tree that is planted. So as a child of God, you need to understand that you're not just a tumbleweed. You're not just grass. Mm-hmm. You're not just some broadleaf dandelion affair. <laughs> right? Yeah, shout out to all the dandelion haters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. You're not any of that. You're a tree. You're a tree. And there are dynamics about trees that are unique to them. If you're a dandelion, if you are that 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 broadleaf plant, if mm-hmm. you're grass, then you literally spring up in a day. Yes, that's key, right? And you disappear in a day. Mm. Here's something that is massive to this discussion that really, really uh, supports everything that we're going to be trying to unpack over this. And I, I think we're going to be probably a couple mm-hmm. of episodes getting to the depths of all of this. But anything that we just said, leaves, flowers, mm-hmm. they may be prettier. They, they, may, they may go through their cycle of from immaturity to maturation in a quicker period of time. Yep. But listen, they are all consumed by the season they're in. Wow. Wow. They are bomb. all consumed by the season they're in. Wow. They What's, don't last. They don't last. Yeah. Hmm. 
they, they, what separates a tree from a flower, from grass, from what, what separates that tree is that seasons never consume a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the season may change the appearance of the tree. Yes. Right? Yes. You, you go into different modes depending on yes. your season, right? Yes. There's a lot of maple trees around my home, and uh, this time of the year, they don't necessarily look the same, but they're still there, right? Right. Right. Yep. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that <clears throat> Excuse me, a bit more. The identifying characteristics of trees mm-hmm. is there are no surprises with them. <laughs> still there. They are some of the most mundane, boring things that oh, exist. Yeah. yeah. They're predictable. Yeah. They're painfully predictable. You don't really even notice them, do you? No, you don't. You just pull in the driveway and you get out of your car and there's one above your head and you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you still notice, there? You yeah. You notice that they weren't there. <laughs> oh, fair point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. If you drove in your yard. your what, yard. What happened to all the trees? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. produce grass mm-hmm. in three weeks. But if you went from, from, from seed to maturation in oh, three man. weeks, if you went from seedling to maturation with a tree, think about mm-hmm. how alarming that would be yeah. when you came home. Hmm. Wow. And that little tree that you'd planted was in full. It, it, it's, there's something about that characteristic of a tree that it, th- these, these, please, these are, these are fundamental mm-hmm. realities they know who they are and yeah. they're not intimidated by who they are. Yeah. They produce the fruit that they know that they were created to produce. Yeah. They don't succumb to the um, comparison mm. trap mm. of oh. everyone else in the forest. Oof. And they just say, no, no, I'm, I'm an apple tree. Yeah. It would be alarming if you had an apple tree orchard and went out and there was oranges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would go, yeah. something's wrong. What, what's the deal? The season doesn't change the fruit that it produces. Mm. The trees just continue to thrive and survive. They put their roots down the season that they're in. Listen, they are so predictable. They're so predictable yep. that we measure stuff that changes mm-hmm. by them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By them. If you go back pre-digital age and you get you pull out some old deeds mm-hmm. for property management, they're going to tell you it's so far from hmm. that big oak tree in the corner. Totally. Yeah. And it's going to be. Why? Yep. Because they knew that tree was going to last longer than the lifespan of that individual. They're generational. Wow. And that is what Jesus wants us to be. He wants us to be trees. Mm-hmm. He wants us to survive past the season that we're going through. There's, there's, there's another part of this that says there, there's, there. Let, let, let's, let's, let's talk about this a bit more. Actually, let, let, let's, let's talk about this a bit more, because you read interesting things in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Like when you go into a city mm-hmm. and uh, you you plant trees, don't eat the fruit mm. of that tree until 
And it varies, but three years have passed, five years, depending on where you're reading. Interesting. Interesting. You don't consume the fruit of a tree that has not survived a season. Everything that we've just been talking about here is so counter rush culture. Yes. It's so counter what we're used to nowadays of just, man, everything is mind warping speeds right everything you you want to be the top of your of your echelon within your company you want to have the financial uh end game you want to be the best whatever and it's everything is just so fast and like this this stuff you want to be financially secure even on a personal level oh yeah you know by the time you're 30 you know growth you know the growth of your business and the growth of this and the growth of your financial portfolio and everything like I don't know if you guys feel that, but everything is just so fast. Right. 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 Information. It's very transient, too. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it's the very opposite yeah. of planted, isn't it? it oh, is. it's just the it exact is. opposite. It is. It's the very opposite of planted. For the growth yes. of a tree, like, you right. gotta go out and measure it. To you even don't know think if that that gets into the church culture? <laughs> well. No, but what, what about going and starting a church? Yeah. Well, for sure. I, I planted an apple tree two years ago when I first uh, started doing some maintenance on our property of our, of our new home. And, uh, I remember last summer going out and I've, I've mowed past it. Um, but I'm like, okay, I need to really look at this. Like, is this thing actually growing? Like, yes. Like, is it alive? So you, you literally get down on the ground and you're like poking and prodding around. I mean, it's only as big as your thumb, a little bigger. And, but yeah, okay, sure enough, there it is. Yeah. It is actually, you know, you, you check the limbs and yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's actually growing. But yeah. You gotta pay attention to even notice the growth. Yeah. Yeah. But I would suppose underneath the surface, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, right? Well, it's like you said a, a moment ago, and this has everything to do with the characteristics of a tree. Mm-hmm. Not only are they painstakingly boring yeah. and predictable, but even when they look dead, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That's right. Not necessarily. I mean, obviously, a tree can die. Mm-hmm. But if you go out right now and look at the maples in the yard in this mm-hmm. minus 25 mm-hmm. degree weather, there is no outward manifestation of growth. No. But that thing is working undercover. Yep. Even when the season above ground is so cold and so contrary yep. to productivity, mm-hmm. inside that thing, mm-hmm. it's gearing up for spring. Yeah, I was just gonna say, it, it it's, it's gearing up in this season for the next one. Right, it's it's surviving now because in the autumn it was preparing for winter. Right, right, because I've studied right. some around pruning apple trees because I have some on my property, and you have to be careful when you when you prune them because they they drive their sap out at certain times of the year, right? And if you cut them too early in the year, then it's gonna harm them, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gonna lose out. Mm-hmm. Um, but once a tree hits, you know. Um, maybe the last full moon of the year around Halloween, that tree is going into winter mode then. Yes. It's preparing Well, and itself. that's why it's dropping yeah, the leaves. Exactly. It's it's pulling within yeah. to survive yep. the without. Yep. So maybe you should plan ahead a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, the, the, other, the other reality is, is it's also doing that right now, even though it's hard for us to grab, grasp the, the yep. full continuity of what's going on out there. Yep. When it starts warming up and getting cold at night, there's going to be yep. sap coming out yep. of those. Poof, it's going to start moving. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and you're going to realize the season, here we go again, did not mm. trump over the tree. The tree has survived the season. Mm. I, I can remember um, going to Israel, uh, I think it was in 2014, and walking through the streets of Jerusalem, and uh, depending on who you were, you were listening to, we had uh, both a Jewish and Arab guide. Okay. And there was just some of the stuff they told you that was happening that you just kind of went, yeah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. So there was, yeah, Jesus walked these streets. No, not necessarily. I mean, Jerusalem has been raised mm-hmm. and yeah. ravaged, literally, you know, dozens of times since Jesus, mm-hmm. um, since Jesus' time. It was neat to go down, way down, you know, like 30, 40, 50 feet below mm-hmm. uh, street level now where they're doing archaeological mm-hmm. excavation. Mm-hmm. And they told us, you know, this this kind of dates back to, but the upper room, if they ever told you it was in the upper room, you probably weren't. Um, probably not the same spot. <laughs> no. It might have been something like that. It might have been near there. But the reality is, is it wasn't that. You know what I've always wanted to see? I have to just say this while I'm thinking about it, but I've always wanted to see the room where they did the Last Supper. I want to see... <laughs> that table. You already know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, I no. want to see the table. Yeah. It's a table of for 26 people, and there's 13 chairs on one side. Yeah. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, every picture you see it's a of ta- the Last Supper, right? they're all facing... One direction. Yeah, you imagine like one of Jesus' disciples ran in and be like, well, hey, it was for his- got, we, got, we need a party of 26. And they're like, yeah, well, uh, we're going to go check. Yeah, well, yeah, we got a spot. <laughs> okay, so I just want 13 chairs and I want them all on one side. Right? True. <laughs> and uh, that was probably his media guy that done that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, guys, pay, pay attention. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Okay. Ready? One, two. Okay, we got the picture. It's good. 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 <laughs> yeah. So did you see that or you didn't? No, I didn't see it. No. But again, I think it's probably because the Romans yeah, it's be destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one of the most impacting, and then there was there was many moments like this, but one of the most impacting moments was when we went to the garden. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. And uh Brother Buxton was there. There was a not Brother Booker, a lot, a lot of a lot of folks were on that trip. But I can remember talking with Brother Buxton about this. And we spoke with our tour guide, and he told us, as we walked in, there's these olive trees. And he said, they all date back, or this particular group that we were walking through, they dated back to the time of Christ, two, 3,000 years. Mm. That's how old they were. It's phenomenal. Mm. That felt entirely different. Mm-hmm. than standing on pavement mm-hmm. over there and them saying, yeah, Jesus would have walked somewhere down through here. Mm-hmm. No, when you walked in amongst those trees, it was just, it was a sobering mm-hmm. moment of reflection to think that there is a strong possibility that these very trees heard Jesus pray. There's something about those trees. The same thing kind of happened when we went to um, uh, Missionary Azar in, in Lebanon, mm-hmm. going up the cedars of Lebanon. That's part of what Solomon talked about. Mm-hmm. 
and and you're standing under trees. Guys, I don't even know how to describe it. These things are massive, like not not redwoods of California massive mm-hmm. necessarily, but but big that way too. Mm-hmm. But just spread out by reason of the uh, of the type of tree that it is and mm. their elevation um, on the mountains and to stand in there we had we had prayer in there looking out over mm. um, Beirut and there's just something about trees mm-hmm. that you know they survived they survived dry times they survived cold times they survived fire a lot of them, you know, you, mm. you can think that, that that fire would consume them, but many times mm-hmm. they survive it. The seasons of they, life. The fire actually just gets the little stuff underneath. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. The seasons of life did not conquer them, mm-hmm. but they survived. And that is what Jesus wants us to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to preach that you'll be healed and that you'll be mended and that you'll be delivered mm-hmm. and that you'll be set free and no longer captive and no longer depressed and no longer blind so that you will become trees of righteousness. Our churches in 2022 that are surviving and the saints that are surviving this climate are not grass. Mm-hmm. They are not flowers. They are trees. And I don't care what the situation is that you're going through or how hot the season is that you're going through or how cold the season is. If you're a tree, you're going to survive this. And if you're a tree, you'll tune in next week to hear the rest of the story. 